Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Jody Katz. I am the host of Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. I started this podcast over two years ago. So 2019 marks our third season. And I'm so excited to say that and kind of amazed at how fast time flies. Um, so I started this podcast as a side hustle. My day job is running Base Beauty Creative Agency, which I founded 12 years ago. We're an omni-channel creative agency, hyper-focused on beauty beauty and wellness. And being in this business for so long, I felt the tremendous need to humanize the business more. I was really feeling disconnected from the industry, feeling like I didn't belong, I didn't fit in. Um, And what I've been able to do through the pod is incredibly therapeutic to hear what's on the minds of the people that um, are my peers in the industry and learn about their career journey, their life work balance, um, understanding how they deal with struggles and how they celebrate wins. So it's been incredibly fruitful for me and I hope our listeners as well. So we bring new episodes to you every single Wednesday for updates about the show. Please follow us on Instagram. That's where we share most of our news and that's at where brains meet beauty podcast. And if you want to see the incredible guests that we've had the past two years, head to wherebrainsmeetbeauty.com. You can listen to all of our episodes there. You can read transcripts if you prefer to read than listen. Um, And I'm just so excited that you're on this journey with us. And I hope you enjoy the show. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2019. I'm super excited to present our first episode of our third season of this podcast. I can't even believe that this is starting our third year. Um, So thank you for joining us and being on the journey. This episode features Courtney and Ty Caldwell. They're the co-founders of Sheer Share. And if you missed last episode, which was our last episode of the previous year, it featured Gib Long. He's the CEO of Gibbs Grooming. I hope you enjoy the shows. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be sitting next to two very stylish people. This is Courtney and Ty Caldwell. They are the co-founders of Sheer Share. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Hey, y'all. Happy to be here. So excited. Thank you. So um, you're visiting New York today. Yes, we are. Um, Right now, it's late in the afternoon. So how Mm -hmm. have you spent your day today in New York? We have actually been here for Business Insider and uh, Ignition Conference. Uh, Steve Case is one of our uh, investors. Uh, We won Google Demo Day. And so we spoke today on stage with him. So it's been a very, very eventful day. Danica Patrick was there. Um, 50 Cent speaking. 50 Cent speaking. Mark Cuban's Cuban. going to be on stage. We were able to share the virtual stage with amazing people. Absolutely. Like amazing individuals. So are you zonked right now? No. Well, not at all. We hiked. There are very few times when we're zonked. Yeah. No. But we knew we were coming here. We, we were good to go. Are you caffeine drinkers? Not really. I we're stopped like, a while back. Yeah, we're like green juice people. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> we're those kind of people. Do you like getting a full night's rest at yes. night? Oh, yes. Sleep important no, to you? No, that's Sleep so Sleep is very important. important. Uh, if yeah. we can get through the through the night you know normally I wake up at this specific time between two mm-hmm. thirty and three thirty everything on night going. my mind is always going yeah and so I tend to write what I'm thinking mm-hmm. so that I don't have to forget it yeah so, uh, I started talking to other older gentlemen who were business owners and CEOs for years you know me being one now for the last two and a half years now mm-hmm. and they said that's normal so they gave me their number and said anytime you wake up in the middle oh. of the night we can you can call us yeah and do you I haven't had the opportunity to call them but I say, you know what, it's 3.30 in the morning. It's really late <laughs> or early. I'm not going to call yeah. them. 
Meanwhile, I'm on the other end of the bed, sound asleep. Like you could, there could be a train passing by our house, and I would still be jumped. But I'm gonna tell you a secret. When she wakes up. If it's at 2.30 oh, no. or 3.30, she's not going back to bed. No, that's uh, true. Well, that's me. That's yeah. me. Okay. It's, um, I will use that time to just like catch up on emails. I do. I know I'm not going back to bed. Yep. And then I'll bring my okay. pillow downstairs, the couch, and I'll like watch whatever Real Housewives I have. Oh, my gosh. Guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. It's beyond a pleasure yeah. for me. I just love it. Sometimes the most interesting shows are on late in the morning, though. Early in the morning. Early, yeah. Early in the morning. Midnight, yeah. yeah. So I guess um, everyone's figured out that you're not just partners in business, but you're partners in life as That's well. That's right. I sleep with my CEO, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. That's awesome. Okay, so um, you had a very eventful day. Thank you for joining us here this evening. Yeah. Um, tell us what is ShareShare. Mm-hmm. ShareShare is the first mobile app that lets stylists rent space to work by the day. Simple as that. Someone called us hair B&B a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We thought, that's pretty much what we are. I mean, the salon owner, the barbershop owner who has an empty station, an open suite, and it's just collecting dust. Well, we fill it with a stylist who wants to work by the day. So we were actually just in the hallway. Um, you you met one of my guests who was yeah. leaving, yes. Eloise, who's a hairstylist, and she's a freelancer, so she does uh-huh. commercial work and editorial work, so she never has a salon. Exactly. So you walked her through the app, and I could uh-huh. see, like, ding, 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 going off on her head, like, mm-hmm. this is so great. She doesn't have yeah. to do someone's hair in their apartment anymore. But the great thing about that conversation, which was very brief, seconds uh, to be exact, is that we asked her where she worked, and the first thing she said was, I do work at home. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. the interesting thing about this industry is that it's been so archaic and old that that's how people think. So they don't think about, okay, I wish I could go to another salon and do the work where I was classically trained because salons wouldn't allow them to do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to go through all the rigmarole of trying to vet them. You know, are they really licensed? You know, uh, where are they from? You know, are they going to come in and tear my salon up? Mm -hmm. All the things that we have already put together uh, because we're from the industry. Right. So when we were going through it, it felt... A little Airbnb to me and a little Rent the Runway to me. (laughs) Because I think the coolest thing about Rent the Runway is not that you can just get clothes. It's that other people size 10 like me are giving me reviews on their experience. It's too tight Mm -hmm. in the arms or it's too loose in the waist, right? And that's what you're getting on your app, too. No, that's so important. I mean... You have to have that kind of 360-degree viewpoint, right? Like, it'd be, it'd be great for us to put out hosts that would had open space and empty stations, and the stylists come and rent them, but how would you know if one's good or not? And so it's very important for us to always have that open line of communication with our hosts and the visiting stylists. Absolutely. Right, and, like, if I would think that if I'm a stylist or a colorist or anything, that mm-hmm. I would want a space that presents yeah. well, that presents in, a sun, in, in my personal style, exactly. right? Exactly. So that I can tell my story through no, that. No, the interesting thing, and I don't think we assumed this when we first started, but that the stylists who use ShareShare, they are like hyper-focused on their clientele, right? So now they have the opportunity to say, oh, okay, well, Danica's coming in on Monday. I know she's a lady who lunches, and so I'm going to choose like a very frou-frou, you know, chandelier and champagne type of salon for her. And then Courtney's coming in on Friday, and she's more of like a squiggly eyebrow and a punk hair color, and so I'm going to choose that type of creative space to service her. And so they're literally choosing space to work based on their clients. Right, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're and like really personalizing the experience. Absolutely. Extremely. And the industry's yeah. changed so much is that now the salon or the the brick and mortar is not only the brand anymore. Right. The brand is the individual, the licensed professional. Mm-hmm. And when a stylist or barber or makeup artist or licensed professional leave a salon, they're leaving with their clients. Yeah. They're right. not leaving and regretting the fact, oh, I'm leaving, 
XYZ salon and I'm not going to be able to be successful. No, their clients are coming with them. Right. Right. I suppose, what, 25 years ago, the salon owned the clients, mm -hmm. right? And it's mm -hmm. really shifted, right? Yeah. I go to Huge my shift. stylist. Right. I don't yep. really care. Care where what she does your hair, right? right? No. Yeah. And, no, and I the, will stalk my stylist until she retires. Absolutely. <laughs> and even commission-based salons, I think that they're still stuck a little bit because, you know, in, in a, in a quasi-type of way, you are kind of controlling how much money that individual license uh, stylist is making because you're charging them a percentage. Now, you do get accoutrements like, you know, products for a certain amount. You're making money on percentage of products. You're making money on percentage of clients. But what now if that client wants to be your stylist? So now they're going to continue to come to you, and you're going to be talking to them saying, okay, when I come in, I, wanna, I want Angela to do my hair. I want Courtney to do my hair. So now you're getting prefer preferential treatment, not only from the client, but you're giving that client that preferential treatment as well. So it's reciprocal. At the end of the day, once that stylist decides to leave or if that client moves, they're going to ask for you. Right. Right. And so much so in the fact that I think lately I just text my stylist. I don't even want to deal with like being on the hold or something. Right. You see what I'm no. saying? Yeah. yeah. Where they don't done like done. call back when they say they are, exactly. right? So, okay. No. I love this. And, you know, we had so much fun on our call when we were getting to know yeah. each yeah. other. Um, so I want to start with the most important thing. How did you meet? Okay. Uh, okay. So not many people ask that question. And that was very smart of you to ask that, which I think is the craziest way for us to meet. But thinking back now, like I never could have planned it. But we actually met in his salon almost 20 years ago like how perfect is that right and like now today to have married the man of my dreams and be Aww. doing this with him like my absolute best friend yeah so you were a client in the salon I was a client yes yeah I did not get gifted with the ability to do hair like I pray to God every day that I can and just it just is not my wheelhouse <laughs> so you were a client in his chair? No, not in his chair, uh, in someone else's chair. But he was always sitting there, first chair, always said hello to me when I came in. And then I learned later on that he had been striking up conversation with my then stylist and uh, decided to ask me out. Okay, so do you remember this day? Yeah. Of course. Oh, I hope you remember this day. I remember day. it very well. <laughs> so I, I had asked about her six months prior saying, when is she coming back in? And that person said, well, I really don't know. I said, well, when she come back in, let me know. <laughs> and so the day she came back in, I was like, okay, she's here. And I only came by for a minute. I was getting ready to leave. I said, well, I had a client in my chair. I was going to leave as soon after that. And uh, she, she was getting uh, finished and was getting ready to pay for her service. And I zoomed through my client. He sure did. <laughs> Like he was right made, there at the door. Like, I hope so, it was like an almost bald man. <laughs> it was a fade. Okay, and, good. And I, walk, and I walked outside. So I knew that she would come outside. Mm -hmm. And then I stopped her. Sure did. And what did you say? I said, you know, hello, how are you doing? I said, I've noticed you uh, a few times that you come by. And I would love to take you out uh, to dinner or bowling. Mm -hmm. okay. Dinner we or bowling. bowling? We went bowling. Oh, we went bowling. Uh -huh. yeah. We sure did. Uh -huh. Are you both yeah. good bowlers? Uh, I think it was less about the activity and more about just getting to know each other. Yeah, yeah. I think I won, though. No, I was going to say, I think I won. We played like three games. She won it's one. It's okay. <laughs> so um, did you know he was the one? I did. I knew he was the one. It wasn't like love at first sight, but it was, I knew something was different about him immediately when he approached me. And as we started to get to know each other, I was like, oh, this, this is easy. Like, it, it was too easy. It was very easy. Right. And so I said, that's my, that's my friend for life. But so this is easy for me right now, too. So oh, I feel yeah. like there's just something about the two of oh, you. Oh, yeah. you. You know, the energy is yeah. incredible. And Our team says that, too. So that Everyone says good. that. And you know, mm -hmm. I, I, have, I have many people that I, uh, that I go to as a, as a, as a mentor, mm -hmm. and and uh, they say the same thing. So I, I ask sometimes, what is it? Because I'm inquisitive. So I want to know what is it. So I'm going to give it back to you. What is it? Um, 
Well, there's such a smile on both your faces, Aww. which is, you know, like, I think part of it, there's a lot of people who kind of present themselves in a cold way, and I don't yeah. even know th that they think that they're trying to be, like, mean or rough around the edges. Mm -hmm. They just are maybe shy or uncomfortable. Okay. But mm -hmm. you both seem very... Um, comfortable in your own skin. Oh, so I think that true. that's something about like yeah. the tone and that just kind of rolls off of you. Uh -huh. Good. Um, your energy level is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, you seem really joyful, yeah. grateful. Yeah. Um, so very grateful. I think that's what I Definitely. connect with the most. Thank you so much. Uh, you're right on point. I don't know if you are, uh, what do we call them? A clairvoyant, clairvoyant or not. Yeah. yeah. But you're right on point. It's my job to listen, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. um, there you go. my job here, you know, yeah. my other, my day job as well, mm -hmm. and as a mom. Yes, you know? definitely. And as always as a mom. Yeah, you're yes. learning, and you're learning people, so you get mm -hmm. to learn how things are, the spirit of people, the attitude, and everything. So that's that's good. She she did a good job today. Yeah, made a smile even bigger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's, um, so now we know how you met. Uh -huh. um, you both talked about mentoring quite a bit on yeah. our, our previous phone mm -hmm. call. Um, and Ty, you said that it's like been a part of your career forever. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, take me through the stages. Like how did you mentor someone when you were just a salon owner before even Sheer Share was mm -hmm. a thought in your mind? That, that's great. You know, I, I'll never forget. I, start, I started mentoring right before I got out of high school. And I started mentoring little kids. So uh, I had the opportunity to continue to go back uh, to my English teacher, uh, who I give so much pop to, Miss Ruby Richardson, uh, who helped me so much in English. And I would go back every uh, end of each semester and I would help her grade papers. So in great helping her grade papers, I got a chance to get to know the students, I got a chance to get to know me. She would always talk about me and brag about me as one of her favorite students of all time. Aww. So that made me feel good. But after that, I started to go to different little elementary schools and primary schools to just help around and just kind of volunteer my services. And then I started speaking. So I started going to career days mm -hmm. and then individual kids would come to me and say, you know, I don't have a, a, a dad that I can talk to. You know, my dad is in whatever situation it was. And so I started to become a mentor. Then as I started to go through uh, beauty and barber school, because at the time I went to a dual, dual school mm -hmm. where they uh, did cosmetology and barbering, um, I became a student instructor. And so the teachers were really, they liked my attitude. You know, they liked the fact that I was, uh, I caught on quickly. Uh, and, and it just became one of those things where pe people always gravitate to leaders. And I go back to when I was 15 when my football coach told me, he said, you're a leader. And I was like 12 years old. Mm -hmm. So it's, that goes back to what you said earlier, just something about the people or the person or the individuals that people see something in. So. Just mentoring, helping people. As I started going through business and being a business owner, uh, writing a book, or just seeing people looking at success at whatever level they thought it was, they started to ask me, how did you do this? How can I do that? And whether it, be, whether it was about financial situations, whether it was about business, whether it was just about personal. Uh, being married, you have a lot of married people come to you and say, so how are you making it happen? Uh, these things, I, you hear so much stuff in chairs. You know, you're almost right. like a quasi uh, psychologist. Yeah. Um, and so you begin to really understand people. And once I started realizing that I had a gift, I, I pretty much say, you know what, I accepted it. Right. Because for so many times, you know, you, I've wanted to be wrong more times than not. And I'm always right. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that to be arrogant. I say that because I didn't want to be right. I was like, let me be wrong. And then she'll come back after we had a disagreement. She's like, you were right, right the whole time. <laughs> That's it. That makes it really easy to argue with my husband. And it makes it a little difficult to have a disagreement because I know 
that what he's telling me is the absolute truth and he always has our be- our best interest at heart. But I know if I turn around and come back, like I'm like, dang it, he was right. Like, golly. So I, I got to yeah. say this. So my book, Mentor by Failure, was a book that I wrote. Uh-huh. And how it gives people five steps on how to maintain success in the beauty and style industry. I wrote the book because I didn't have a mentor. Right. I wish I would have had someone that could mm-hmm. tell me, kind of give me some quick little exits and, and kind of cues on what it's going to take to become successful, yeah. how long it's going to take for this to happen. Let me be prepared for it. So being a mentor to me is super important because it helps people see the forest for the trees. So many times you don't know, and it's good to not know, but when you have people that can help you, they can kind of help you lead the, path, lead the way. It's interesting you just said that. Maybe that's one of the reasons why the podcast has been so valuable for me mm-hmm. therapeutically is yeah. because... Um, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't even know you could, honestly. Like, yeah. I didn't know you could ask for help, help. people. Uh-huh. I didn't wow. know I could do this all by myself. Yeah. So I know that I'm giving people yeah. a gift, mm-hmm. you know, of, like, just being able to, mm-hmm. for free, just listen mm-hmm. to the yeah. lessons of other people yeah. in, the sh- in the walk before them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was alone. I was, And I was lonely. Yeah. Um, I just didn't yeah. know. I really didn't think no. that. I thought you were, like, birthed into it, yeah, right? No. Or you went to college to with someone woman. whose parents were this, yeah. you know, or no. you just had it. Yeah. And I didn't know that you could find it yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's why the industry now and the world is changing because what we once thought from the baby boomers and the ones before them, it's not real. Yeah. You know, you know, you were chosen uh, or you were, you were gifted in a position and you made it work. You had so many family members because it was family businesses back right, then. Right. And they helped you. Uh, they made you go to school because they knew you were coming back. And they said that if you don't go to school, you're not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So, so many people back then went to school and are working, doing the things they want to do. Now people are going to school and they're not doing what they want to do. So they end up like getting college degrees, but they're not working in that field or going to college like I did and say, you know what? This is just not happening the way I want it to happen. There are things I want to do. Let me do it. Because when I was when I was started school for, for cosmetology and beauty, to me, to me, it was a flunky industry. It was a flunky mm-hmm. profession to get into. That's how they That's made, how they, they made they it seem. They to perceive it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I had a friend say to me, like, well, if you didn't want to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, then you just go to beauty school. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Which no. is, like, so no. the opposite of the way the business is. Exactly. Oh, my God. So I wouldn't have done it any different. I think that this yeah. is the best industry. I love people. Uh, there's a there's unlimited amount of resources oh, that yeah. you can. And opportunities. And opportunities that you can make in this industry. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the disagreements between partners. <laughs> Whether you're married partners or working partners, uh-huh. there's this um, saying. It's, it goes something like, "You can you can be right or you can be happy." Have mm. you heard something like oh, that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah um, sure. I I think I've sort of adopted that. Like, uh-huh. does it really matter if I win the argument? No. I don't think it really matters. It depends on how aggressive you are. I'm a Gemini, so I can play both sides of the fence as an individual. Geminis are the only humans in the zodiac sign. So everything else is an animal or insect or whatever it may be. So we tend to have a difference in the way we think. Uh, I I think that the reason that I'm so strong about my opinions is because I'm very... um, perceptive of the things that I'm saying. So I'm not just going to I'm not just going to say anything. He chooses his words very very carefully. So I'm saying things that are beneficial not just for me Uh but for both sides because you know you don't want you don't want to have the last word, which some people want to have the last word. You don't want to make it argumentative, but is it going to matter two to five years down the line? Right. And right. if it's not going to matter, that's let's not make an argument. Ourselves. Let's have a conversation. Exactly. And let's disagree. Yeah. Because we're two right. individuals. Getting right. married, having a partner, doesn't mean you're one person. No. You're still two individuals with two different mindsets. Yeah. So let's see how we can make it work. If something doesn't, and my wife has been right so many times. I'm like, 
That's the way we're going to say it. That's the way we're going to do it. And that's fine because at the end of the day, she sees something different mm -hmm. coming from her background, corporate, me coming from entrepreneurship. That's different. And then we kind of bring it all together. And so now we have an entrepreneur corporate business. Mm -hmm. And so it, it makes everything work. I think it's funny, too, that when people always ask us, how do you guys like make it work? And, and you guys work together, you live together, you eat together, you work out together, you do everything together. Like, do you ever get tired of this guy? Yeah. So first answer, no, I don't get tired of him. But secondly, I think it's funny because the marriage was really our first startup, if that makes sense. Uh -huh. And then we're parents, so I guess parenting is our second startup. And so when Shearshare came along, it was just like another thing to do together. How old are your children? One, one child. He's a son and 17. He'll oh, be graduating high school this a year. A young man. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. We're so proud of him. Such a good kid. Is Such it a crazy to be the parent of someone who's not a child anymore? Well, we went through the phase, so yeah. Yeah, we've been through every phase. So <laughs> I would say no. It's it's more rewarding now sitting on this side of it, like seeing how what people say about him as a gentleman, mm -hmm. what his girlfriend says about him, his girlfriend's parents say yeah. about him, uh, his employer when he when he's working and it's not football season, uh, the way his coaches talk about him and his teachers. It just feels so good to say. Whew, all of those hard years of sometimes saying the same thing about a million times, it feels really good to be on this end of it. Because now. when you when they're young, you just want to get them to make good decisions. Yes. Uh, once they get past that threshold of 15, you just want them to be productive in society. Mm -hmm. Right. So I tell them all the time, I mean, I'm... I'm I'm going to repeat myself over and over again, but I'm preparing you for the world. That's right. Right. This is a conversation right. I had with my son yesterday, which yeah. is like, my job is yeah. to teach you how to be an independent thinker, mm -hmm. to do things for mm -hmm. yourself, not to rely on other people, yes. right? Like, um, yes. And kindness. Yeah. Kindness. Like, this is my job. Simple. Mm -hmm. Right? But sometimes parents don't get that right. So you, it sounds so simple, right? But it's really not at the end of the day. Because I can point to a lot of different students I've seen over the years who have grown up with our son. I'm mm -hmm. like... It, gosh, I wish that the mom or the dad had caught him at like age eight or something. But yeah, it, yeah it sounds simple, but it's really yeah. not. It's, it's definitely so chapters in this in this growth thing. Oh yeah, and yeah. you got to be consistent. Like, yes. Well, mm -hmm. I say the same thing over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Which is like get your hands off your sister. Yeah. <laughs> then you're there already winning. Stop touching her. Yeah. yeah. You're already winning. Then you're stop. good. Just stop. Why do Why do they have to be magnets to each other? Exactly. I don't understand yeah. what's going well, on. Well, Ty has seven other siblings, so the whole magnet thing. Yeah. They yeah. They totally get that. We're a clan within ourselves. We oh can be gosh. around two thousand people, and we probably won't talk to any of them. We talk to each other like yes. we've never seen like each other. Like you've never even met. I know. So you live in the Dallas area. Yes. And are all the siblings in that area too? All but one. Everyone except one. Isn't That's that crazy? Nice. Yes, yeah, so well, whenever we have family get togethers and we're cooking for people, like you have to cook for 40 people, like just to feed the family. Yeah. And then right. if they bring plus ones, you're like, oh my gosh, I got to order in. So, do you yeah. have a home size for entertaining that number of people? We do, yeah. yes. Yes. We have a tiny house. We live in a town where, like, all the houses are like a hundred years old, and oh, like, I guess it felt like a mansion. When What's we the square in? footage? Yeah. Like less than two thousand. That's a good oh, family. Not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, you can fit a lot of people in there. Mm. <laughs> well, they're not all in my bedroom, you know. Okay. Well, no. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, I actually am in this like process now. The kids are a little older. Of like, uh -huh. we can like this doesn't have to be a playroom anymore. This mm -hmm. can be a, exactly. another sitting room. Like, exactly. I'm, like, I'm ready for change. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready yeah. for evolution. Turn the okay. page. Now we just got off track. But let's okay. So we were talking about mentoring. Let's talk about why yeah. hair, right? Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. So, um, wh why are you in the hair business? Yes. Yeah. 
that's what we know for one like beauty has fed our family for years yeah and it's oh, that's one, such a sweet thing beauty has fed my family that's true that way. yeah it's so true I mean, it's what we know it's what we uh, like everyone in the family understands what it is that we're trying to do and so they totally get it like this man right here loves the industry more today is this accurate more today than when you started 25 years ago yeah I love it and I don't think a lot more. of people can say that I, I'm able to go to so many different shows able to speak on so many different platforms and when I'm doing these classes you know we have a partnership with L'Oreal and we also go to the premiere shows so Salon Centric is there they turn one of them, they turn my classes into CE courses mm -hmm. so you have people coming in that need to get this teaching and so when you're sharing some valuable information valuable lessons and you're sharing your story people get it there's no there's no group of people that I can't talk to so it, it, one of the things I love about it is that the industry's changing in products and so I've had to learn how to re restructure my thought process on using tools color different different other things that are changing so it makes me like the industry more mm -hmm. because I've adopted I've adapted to the change yeah. and great ideas honestly they start on the inside it's like what is your problem that you have sheer share to us was an accident to be honest mm -hmm. I mean we had expanded our salon we had rebranded and we weren't getting people coming in saying I want to do booth rental I want to work by commission instead he came home one day and he was like babe I got this strange phone call there's a stylist who moved an hour away she's afraid she's gonna lose all of her clients who live in this area she just wants to rent our suite by like on a friday saturday mm -hmm. what do you think and i was like what that's the craziest phone call like who would ever do that i was like it's collecting dust and i will collect dollars so that's right the opportunity was there we had a great experience and mm -hmm. three years three years in yeah. we were manually matching stylists yes for three years. For three years. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, crazy. it's awesome that you were able to see the value of that phone call. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, right. Because right? I'm sure she yeah. might have called a few other places, too. She right? had. She yeah, had. and they said Everybody no. Everybody said no. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So um, you saw opportunity in white space. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, that's just the genius of having to be a retailer right mm -hmm. now and be yeah. successful at it. It's yeah. like if you were, let's say, a retailer where your business is only really busy at night, well, you have to find something for them mm -hmm. to bring in money during the day. Mm -hmm. right? You have mm -hmm. to be clever. Mm -hmm. Right. Otherwise, you can't make rent. You can't see your people. Right. Feed your family, right? Um, so yeah. I love that you listened to this phone call. So yeah. did, did she ultimately rent space in the salon? Yeah, not full time, but right. yeah, for, just, for that exactly. day. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, no, and that's what really was the catapult for Sheer Share because she came back and said, "Gosh, I really enjoyed it. How did you like it?" And Ty was like, "Yeah, that was random, but yeah, I enjoyed it." And she said, "Well, now I have to go to like San Antonio and Houston and Austin. Do you mind doing for me there what you did for me in Dallas?" And we're like, mm -hmm. "Okay, sure. You know, you're a fellow stylist. We can help however we can." And then she started telling her friends about us. And so people had our personal cell phones. And they would call us and say, hey, such and such told me about you guys. I have to go to L.A. for the ESPY Awards. I'm doing a destination wedding in Florida. I need this amount of space and these types of amenities. Yeah. And they would literally call just us in my city, you know. Yeah. yeah, so we were helping them just in different ways. Some people mm -hmm. were in Cali calling us because we had yeah. one stylist that was a Dallas stylist and an L.A. stylist. So she was mm -hmm. like, okay, can they help me? And so they just wanted the fact. They just wanted to, uh, um, I guess, take it take upon me for them to call the, to the salon owner and say, can you talk to them for me? You yeah. understand you both sides of the industry. Because uh, you're right. saying, like, yes, mm -hmm. this is an incredible person. She'll yes. take care of your staff. She won't yep. get in the way I of I bet it them for her. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about that, doing it for three years manually, was that when it came time and finally the aha light bulb moment came off for us and we were like, we have to create an app for this. It doesn't exist. We had all those three years of data to inform what needs to be on the mm -hmm. app. Like, we already knew what the salon owner was expecting. We knew what the barbers would ask for. Mm -hmm. We knew what kind of pictures they wanted to see, what kind of amenities they expected. And so all that, it was just like a beautiful, 
full like ending. So how many years has Share Share actually the app been since two thousand sixteen? And is this a self funded? It was in the beginning, yeah. yeah. So and it was only bootstrap because we didn't know that people were out there who would give, give you money. money. <laughs> And have you since started to um, fundraise? Yeah. Yes, we have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Steve Case, the founder of AOL, mm -hmm. is one of our investors. Uh, we have some early investors in Uber because they totally understand the sharing economy, right? Um, Kim Kimball, uh, celebrity hairstylist to Beyonce, Oprah Winfrey. She's an advisor for Sheer Share. Yeah, we have some phenomenal um, investors and advisors. This is really cool. I know. Yeah. We're, we're, we're excited. imagine this. Yeah. So are yeah. you in the dreams come true kind of phase of your business? <sighs> dreams. I think every day you work as hard as you really can, right? Because we're always thinking, like, the phone calls that we hate to get are when a salon owner calls us and says, thank you guys for everything you've done, but I have to close my salon. And we just, like, cringe when we hear that. Mm -hmm. And we, we got tired of seeing our friends close down their barber shops. Yeah. And, and so to us, it's like we have to fill the chairs. We have to get the stylists in, making the money, working at a place where they can. Sorry, go ahead. But it is a dream come true, mm -hmm. simply because, and just to answer your question, because we looked at the opportunity. We didn't shy away from it. No. We weren't the type of people who were engineers and knew how to build mm -hmm. a tech app. Yeah. We asked questions. We called up a friend of ours in the Valley and said, this is what we have an idea about. This is when she was working at Oracle. She had met a young lady named T.D. Lowe, who was, in the, who was an advisor for us now through Fortify awesome. Ventures. Awesome. And she told us, you guys have a billion dollar, billion dollar idea. And we didn't know what to do. So the dream come true is, it's jumping yeah. and doing it. Because mm -hmm. most people That's will true. say, it's going to take so much to do that. I don't know if I want to sacrifice that. Yeah. We sacrifice. Yeah. I'm used to doing it. I've been doing it since I was 19. Mm -hmm. I had to get her on board coming from the corporate industry right. to say, hey, you know so what? True. We got to do it. Trust me. It's going to feel feel real bad at first. Every day this man grabs my hand and says, let's run and jump off this cliff. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And that's how life with Ty Caldwell is every day. I like in the um, entrepreneurial experience to being on a roller coaster. Oh, yeah. And when it's not good, you're hanging upside down on that loop. Oh, and yeah. The car is not moving. Absolutely. Right. When you're getting rescued. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I will give, I definitely I will agree with you totally. But he always brings me back to reality because I'm the, like, it's got to be this and we have to do, we have to always run at 100 miles an hour no matter what. He's like, babe, like, first of all, we need to shut it down mm -hmm. and turn everything off and he's just me, me and you time for a minute. I'm like, okay, I got to come back to reality. Um, and then he reminds me, just because we had a not so good day, we're about to turn the corner and it's going to be a good day. And so I'm just looking for the, the corners at every turn. <laughs> Whenever there's a not so good yeah. day, I'm like, where's the corner? I say it doesn't matter how many investors we talk to. It doesn't matter uh -huh. how many people that think about what we do. You can't make people do anything. Yeah. The market, the industry is going to is going to happen. Yep. But, but the, at, at the end of the day, what you have to realize is, are you doing the things so when the masses take over to get ready for the shift? Yeah. Right. Because once that shift happens, it's going to take off. Right. You have to keep yeah. your side of the street clean. You have to do yes. your, keep moving forward. Yeah. You can't yeah. expect anyone to sign on the deadline when no. you want them mm -hmm. to. It's no. not going to happen that way. You just need to keep That's doing right. it. That's right. got to be yeah. consistent. Just be consistent okay. every day. Like he, he doesn't share the story a lot, but the first day he went to work at the shop, he cut one head for $10 from a 12-hour day. Like, right. who would have said, I'm going to get up and go do that again right. tomorrow? Right. And he did. But just having that modeled in our household was like, okay, you just put one foot in front of the other. And so when we thought about sheer share, it was just like, okay, we've already been through, you know, not so good stuff. This is, how hard can this be? We need to figure stuff out. So I tell go. people, failure is not scary. No. The scary thing is success. Mm. What are you going to do? So true. 
because most people think failure first. Mm -hmm. What if you do if you hit the bullseye? <laughs> right. If you, it, it, because every time you, you're yeah. doing something, you're aiming for it. Right. What if you hit it? Yeah. You're going to be happy, right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? We play the lottery. What if we win? <laughs> what are we going to do? So why be afraid to lose? You ought to be afraid when it hits and it happens, what am I going to do? Nobody's prepared for success. Yeah. Right. You know, there's, I, I referenced a scene in the movie Tangled. Did you ever see the, oh, the yes. movie? Oh, yes. There's a scene where Rapunzel's sitting across from Flynn Rider in a boat, and she's about to have her dream come true, which, if you didn't see the movie, was to see the lanterns. Uh-huh. Right. Very symbolic for yeah. her. But um, she's terrified of, like, well, if I make that dream come true, what happens next? Yeah. Right? She's been thinking for 16 years about yeah. this one thing. Mm -hmm. Right? And it is very scary. Mm -hmm. Like, reaching your goal. Like, mm -hmm. I get very emotional when I think, because I'm in a dreams come true kind of phase right now Good. in my business Good. and um it's more about me and my heart than actually the business yeah, right you. like yeah. where i've mm -hmm. where i've gotten to yeah. and um now i get to actually sit and think about what well, what, what do i want to do now mm -hmm. yeah. um and it's big and overwhelming yeah. and can be scary but now i have people to talk to because i know well, i don't have to do it all the good, the good thing about this because i know that we've been we're coming to a close soon i want to say this to you and to our listeners this is probably one of the best podcasts and i'm gonna tell you yeah, why because you're genuine. Mm -hmm. You really have a heart for the people you're talking to. Mm -hmm. But not only that, we're comfortable. Mm -hmm. You make us feel, feel comfortable. And we can see you. Yeah. Now, we have, we've had some awesome podcast interviews over the phone. And I can, I can name a couple. But to be in person and to have this interview is amazing. Mm -hmm. There's so much that God wants to give you. There, 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 you're, you're close to getting where you want to be. And then there's another level. Mm. So you're getting to where you want to be, but that next level is where you're going to start learning. Mm. And so right now, you're just going through the, through the preliminaries. Thank you. Yeah, so. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, this podcast is so important to me because of this, because we get to humanize this business. Because number yeah. one, I never would have met you. Yeah. Or maybe in 10 years, right? Yeah, like, I'm not in the hair business. Uh -huh. I don't need, uh -huh. right? So, like, I wouldn't have come yeah. into direct, direct contact with you. So the fact that, like, you... We're connected together now. Yeah. It's amazing to me. Mm -hmm. Doing it face to face, it wasn't my um, original intent. Like mm -hmm. when I started the podcast, I'm like, I just want to make it easy. So I did it over the phone, but then yeah. I had my first pod when I was interviewing two people. I'm like, I can't do two people over the phone. It's too uh, complicated, right? Yeah. I can't see the um, eye contact. Right. Like, you know, we can't figure out like Your who's talking next. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, so I did it face to face. I'm like, I'm never going back because this is what it's about. That <laughs> the is podcast about. is about connecting. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's what it's it is here energy. for me. That's what we say about Shisha. It's about mm -hmm. connecting. You know, so many times we we learn to do the Uber, we learn to do the TaskRabbit, we learn to do the Airbnb. The reason it works because people want a humanized understanding of the people that they're seeing. Mm -hmm. Don't trust in the don't trust in the, the, the homeowner or don't trust in the salon owner. Trust in the company. We're doing this for you. Mm -hmm. We're taking out the hard work, the brunt work that you gotta go through and we're making it easy. Your clicks away from having your dream come true. Mm. So tell me again how many states and countries Sheer Share operates in. Uh, Four hundred and thirty-three cities and eleven countries as of this morning. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, and we have a list of about 250 cities that people have said, please, Sheer Share, I need you in this city. And we're never going to not say that they're not important, but we definitely want to make sure that we're building the concept out right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And mm -hmm. so those adoptive cities, we, we're definitely taking care of home base, which is Texas mm -hmm. and Dallas. Um, New, California and New York are very technology adoptive, so they get it. Mm -hmm. And so when something yeah. like this comes out, they jump on it really quick. Now, you still have your other cities that maybe smaller markets. You still have you know, Florida's and you have 
um, Georgia, Tennessee, yeah. they're really doing well. Mm -hmm. uh, but people like Chicago, all those cities right there, they have the, the, the mass amount of salons and stylists, mm -hmm. but they may not be as adoptive as the East and West Coast. Mm -hmm. Right, True. but think about what you are giving someone who maybe lives and works in a city that's like maybe you know their their clientele's not adopting us yeah. but she wants to move mm -hmm. right and yeah. she doesn't have to move and like not know have not have a place to start right exactly. yes. right like yeah. if she has one client yeah. in the city she can have a business yes, yes. she can yes. right that's she doesn't yes. have to just like hope that people don't want to come to her apartment because it's not big enough or bright enough or whatever. Yeah. She can have a real legitimate place Absolutely. to work for yes. not even a lot of money at that no. point. That's right. right. Yeah. The, the, the least expensive price per day on the Shearshire app is 25 bucks. Yep. And even there's one here in New York that's 40 mm -hmm. And that's a steal for the city yes. of New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. And not only hairstylists and barbers can use Shearshire. So every licensed specialty within Cosmo. So anything related to hair, skin, and nails. We have a lot of microbladers actually now who are using Shearshire. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Oh, everyone yeah. wants to microblade. Yes. 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 That's, yes, that's yes, blowing yes. up. So what I love about this, um, and it just it ties back to what we talked about, the energy I felt between the yeah. two of you, is that you're doing this for to help other people grow their businesses. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? This yes. isn't like just satisfying your own personal no. needs. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're helping other people be entrepreneurs oh, yeah. or build their business mm -hmm. or stay in business yeah. and pay the bills. Or launch out. Like a mm -hmm. student who graduates and get licensed next week, they can immediately go rent a salon space on the Shearshire sure app. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I so enjoyed talking with you. Just uh -huh. let's close with tell me like what your vision is like beyond what you've already accomplished like what where does what is this where does this go now i would definitely like to say first and i'll let you close it courtney uh definitely to the people whether you're coming out of school you or you um uh, been in the industry for 20 years i, I wrote a best-selling book called mentor by failure and i would love for people to get that best-selling book off amazon um it's something that people need to understand is that you have people out there that really want to help. Yes. And we don't look at uh, the beauty industry as competition, we look at it as community. Yep. So I try to give five nuggets of, of wisdom on how to be successful. Yeah, I would say, so So big picture scheme, uh, just to be broad, is that Shusha wants to be that B2B ecosystem. So whatever kind of B2B tools you mm -hmm. as a stylist need in your life, we want to make sure that we provide them to you to be successful. So we're thinking, so today we are space to work by the day, but we're thinking um, liability insurance mm -hmm. by the day. We're thinking um, where you can uh, get taxes done and you get your uh, pay stubs, weekly pay stubs for free. Mm -hmm. And try products and tools, anything in the industry that's going to help you maximize your earnings potential, that is why we are here. I love it. And I told you this on the phone, um, once you figure out that final aspect of it, mm -hmm. which is all like the annoying administrative aspects yep. of yep. being in business for yourself, um, <laughs> there is application for this beyond beauty. Yeah. I mean, there's just like, yeah. you know, we are a gig economy now, yes. and yeah. this is really what you're servicing, yeah. and you have all the learning mm -hmm. um, at your fingertips now. Yep. So kudos to both of you. Thank Congratulations you. Congratulations on what you. you've built together. Thank and you. thank you for your smiles. Okay. Thank you. Um, we appreciate you having us here yeah. today. Oh, I'm so awesome grateful. Podcast. Looking forward to this. Awesome. Thank you. I am so grateful. And for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Courtney and Ty. Please subscribe to our series on iTunes. And for updates about the show, follow us on Instagram at Where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.